Thank you, Miko, for inviting us. Yeah, we owe it. We owe it all to Miko. Uh, he is very generous. I don't think that we should. I don't think we deserve to be in that lineup <laughs> with those. I don't know. Those are are the people that we really look up uh, when it comes to um, podcasting. So yeah, it's an honor and thank you so much, Mika, for uh, this great opportunity for uh, the both of us. So this episode is dedicated to all Pod Fiesta speakers and attendees last April 10 and 11. So this is an event organized by our good friend Nico Santos bringing together Australia and Asia podcasters. So Nico, we wanted to thank you again for the opportunity that you gave us, not only me and Eloisa, but the rest of the Filipino community in, to the mission to share our experiences in the podcasting news so thank you very much Nico Ayan so for everyone or anyone who's listening to this episode I hope you will stay tuned because we really handpick the most valuable insights or the most or the things that really resonated with us the the things that really mattered for us as podcast producers and podcast service providers and also this is something to be of value din dun sa mga podcaster kasi you will learn or you will hear ano ba talaga yung mga importanting bagay na kinoconsider nyo when you do a podcast or for you to able to maintain your own podcast show so this is a special episode for you guys. Hi, Podlets and Troopers! Welcome to another episode of the Value Podcast Show. So, Cecilia and I are going to share with you our great takeaways. <laughs> Some of our takeaways from the recently concluded Pod Fiesta. Right, Se? Yes. Um, so, over the weekend last um, April... 10 and 11, we attended. Uh, we were speakers of the recent Pod Fiesta event. Um, this is a podcasting virtual summit organized by a good friend of ours, Miko Santos. So, um, in this event, uh, he brought a podcast community. So, it is a virtual summit that is made possible because he wanted to give back to the podcasting community and give future independent podcasters and entrepreneurs the opportunity to learn from the best and get to see how podcasts can help introduce and amplify their messages. So in this event, Nico Santos invited podcast experts and podcast evangelists under a two-day event. This is a free event, uh, actually. So Eloisa, can you tell us more about your experience last weekend? Yeah, I was... It was a great privilege and I I believe it was a great opportunity for the podcasting to be really known here in the Philippines because uh, some of the people included in that lineup are from Asia and particularly here in the Philippines. So I am very excited of what this summit is going to be in the future and I feel that somewhat baby steps we are getting there or the podcasting world is being recognized as a, as a great opportunity for people or for Filipino to consider this as their media form. And I was actually 
<laughs> I did not I did not feel anything until two days before the summit. I thought for a while that it's just something that we just have to present or share our skills. And then day by day, as I am seeing the um the promotions done by Miko's team, then it's inch by inch it's dawning at me on me that it is a serious thing. This is a very serious thing that we have to really think through about. It is not just another Facebook Live or just another webinar, but this is something that could eventually be the next online summit or probably an offline summit in the future. Yeah, Eloisa, I couldn't agree on the pressure that we felt um, <laughs> a week before the the actual event date since we were scheduled to speak on the first day of the Pad Fiesta event. During the week before that we are preparing for our presentation for the materials that we will be using, I cannot really compose the thoughts on my head on how to go about the our topic. But I think two days before our presentation, I decided that we revamped the <laughs> we revamped the presentation and I told you Eloisa, let's do this. Uh, let's do our presentation this way. So can you just remind our listeners what, what was our topic? Yeah, Padlets and Troopers, I am very, very lucky to have Cecilia on my side <laughs> on this presentation because I, I do not know what to put on a presentation. And uh, just a confess- confession, all of our slides and our written summaries or anything that I have to prepare in written form is being prepared by Cecilia. So I trusted her completely of how she wanted it, how she wanted it to be presented uh, live. So our our topic mainly is how you can build a podcast dream team because we wanted to keep the fun. How can you leverage podcast managers or virtual assistants like us? How can you leverage us so you can keep the fun in podcasting? So that's the uh, title of our presentation. And what happened there is I think it's very, very different from the other presentation, if I may say, because we presented two case studies that's two different cases, uh, one for a launch case study and then the other one for a podcast management. So it was a great presentation. (laughs) If I am being so modest about it, it was a great presentation. And I hope a lot of people can get value out of that presentation. But Cecilia's idea to revamp and reformat the presentation was was a great one. And I don't know what I will do if she's not there with me during that presentation. <laughs> so thought of rebumping our presentation actually, Eloisa, is because on my head, all all of the earlier speakers before us are the podcast experts that we look up to. And I was thinking, what can we offer differently, what they will be discussing or be telling the audience? So I thought of really showing the case studies, showing the people the problem and the process on how we help our podcaster clients. So I decided that we present a case study. And I think since we were the last pair to like present on day one, it was a great like a wrap up or a summary experience for 
for the attendees that they see the actual servicing of the podcasters and also the things that they are looking for for a podcast assistant. Thank you, Miko, for inviting us. Yeah, we owe it. We owe it all to Miko. Uh, he is very generous. I don't think that we should. I don't think we deserve to be in that lineup yeah. <laughs> with those. I don't know. Those are are the people that we really look up uh, when it comes to um, podcasting. So yeah, it's an honor. And thank you so much, Mika, for uh, this great opportunity for uh, the both of us. So mm-hmm. shall we start? Set? Yes, let's start our like the valuable takeaways that we we jot down or on our notes <laughs> so that <laughs> people can can hear what our uh, main takeaways for the two-day pod fiesta event. So if I may start, so I'll just give the first my first takeaway is uh, it is, this is discussed by Dave Jackson the, of School of Podcasting. When he presented, I think he was the first speaker on day one after after the keynote he he really doubled down on why is it important for a podcaster to listen and ask his audience regarding the content and also the offer that he will be bringing to the table um, the solution that he will be offering to his audience so on that presentation Dave Jackson presented a couple of questions that a podcaster should ask his audience to be able for him to create the content fitted to his listeners. And one one question that um, I am so familiar with is is the is like the SMIQ. So the single most important question or the single most important struggle that his audience feel um so that he can like craft the the content fitted for the audience. So Dave Jackson really doubled down on the first step for a podcaster to be able to monetize his content. So he presented ways to create and sell a product that fits the audience. So on his talk, he mentioned that you really cannot mine or you really cannot monetize dust. So for you to be able to have a paying audience, you need to get them or you need to attract them. So it is the same reason why it is important for you to create a content fitted to the need of your audience. And I think there's no better explanation, there's no better way to do it than listen and ask your audience. How about you, Eloisa? I love Dave Jackson. I think other than Luis Diaz, which is our <laughs> common friend, yeah. uh, he's he's the second uh, person that I listen to. So basically, this, I block my ear from only listening to Dave Jackson and also uh, to Luis Diaz. When it comes to, of course, the importance of uh, the listener's opinion on what kind of content that you are going to um, to share, um, is that all that you have on on your end set? Or should I go next? Yeah, you, you let's do alternative. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, alternative right. yeah. So, well, I have a couple of notes here, but I wanted to share with you my uh, greatest takeaway from one of the speakers. Uh, his name is Azrael Coladilla. He is a blogger, photographer, and a social media uh, publisher. He is also the voted um 
last 2009 as the most influential blogger by Philippine Blog Awards. And uh, he is also a YouTuber. And I think he does his, um, some of his stuff or he does a podcast in a video format. So that's what he does. And what I like about this presentation or his his session is he he put an emphasis on uh, the video podcasting. Uh, one of the questions that he asked is, is it hard? Is it easy or it's not so hard? And I find it so amazing that, you know, in the YouTube world, uh, we are so used to uh, seeing a lot of weird stuff. And I think a lot of people might think that this is something that a lot of uh, watchers would watch or video um, YouTube viewers would watch. But he said that first, creating quality content, may it be video or audio, is Sometimes hard, sometimes easy, but sometimes no hard. And he said to always take baby steps. And also he shared a couple of tools that he used for uh, vodcasting. That's what he's doing, a video podcast. So it's vodcasting, that's the term. And then he said one of the uh, things that struck me the most when he um, he is on the part of the tools for podcasting, uh, Vodcasting. I think this is also the same experience that we have with our clients, eh? right? That they are so hung up on what kind of equipment that they are going to use, what kind of headset, what kind of microphone, what kind of software. So they are so ha- they are so confused which one to you to um to choose, which one to buy. But he said that always, always the best tools that you could start using would be the tools that you have on your at the comfort of your home so same thing as when we when we talk to our clients that um, make sure that whatever you you have already in your disposal take advantage and use any of that so you could Uh, go ahead and start uh, producing or recording your podcast episode. And then he also shared some of uh, the kinds of video podcasts that he said that he is seeing that is already on trends on YouTube because he is a, uh, a vlogger. So he said that these three are the kinds of video podcasts that he is on. Um, The first one is a sit-down or a face cam. And then the second one is the audio only. And then the third one is the one with the slides or a photo slides. He explained it very, very, um, very, in, very detailed on his uh, session. So I am hoping, I don't know if there is a way for you guys to get the recording. Uh, we are going to ask Miko if there is a, a way for you to get the recording and then we're just going to put it on the show notes. And um, the, I think one of the things or one of the three things that she, he also said on that session is 
one should never, never lose the focus in creating a content. Because most of the time, people get corrupted of the thought of earning more money. So since you were corrupted already that you wanted to monetize as early as possible, you will create those crazy videos or podcasts because you are now being sidetracked. Uh, your intention is now unclear. Your focus is not really on, on creating value or creating content. And then second one is be very careful of not to be corrupted by money. So make sure that the content that you are going to bring out, may it be in video or audio, are of value to your listeners or your watcher. And the third one, I think we can resonate with this, Seb, because this is also the same advice that we um, we shared to some of our uh, some or of our future podcasters. He said that right at the I think at the very end of his presentation, he said that do not be afraid in creating content. Uh, don't just be a viewer, be a creator. Because your voice and your opinion is important. So when he said that, I, I feel my heart is very happy at the moment when he said that. Because it is not only us who share the same, the, the same mission and vision that... There is something on you that you really have to share it to the world. So that struck a chord um, to me that when he said, uh, don't just, don't be a viewer, be a creator. So yeah, that's my uh, takeaways from Azrael. Another story in relation to your takeaways with Azrael. Well, there's this podcaster under Gorilla Podcast. She, her name is... Mimi Laurelia. So previously on her professional experience, she was an academe that migrated to Australia right now. And I think she is on her retirable years and she found podcasting. I, I remember her kids telling her, parang, uh, ma, ang tanda mo na ba't nagpo-podcast ka pa? So um, when she was sharing her experience, how the podcast gave her uh, this sense of fulfillment of of starting something new despite like her age or the tech capacities that she has uh, i was really moved by her story when she also mentioned that um with the podcast she was able to expand her network uh, meet new people and she was able to like conquer the fears of talking to other people that she don't know. So currently, she's on her second season of, of Samut Sari. She mentioned that on the first season, she tapped the people that she know. But on on the upcoming season, season two, she was able to network to people. Um, working online, she completely do not know them. So complete strangers, she do the research, the outreach, and the invites for those guests to be in her show. So it is very liberating that with podcasting, people are given the chance to try something new. So when needs the host asks her kung ano yung pinaka greatest achievement niya uh, with podcasting, she said it was the ability or it's the um, it's that she was able to launch 
the podcast and hopes that she is able to grow and sustain it for another season. Wow, that's amazing. Those are great takeaways, Ase. So for my part, I am going to share with you, Podless and Troopers, my takeaways from my, I think she's my favorite among all the... <laughs> Among all the the speakers, second to Dave Jackson. Okay, second to us. <laughs> okay, so, no, second to us with Bikai and then Ra. <laughs> okay, but um, I I love her. Uh, she's I I'm I'm sorry if I am mispronouncing your name, uh, but it's Ariel Nissenblatt. And she is the community manager of Squadcast. And her topic is if it's worth it to start a newsletter for your podcast. And I think uh, this resonated uh, to me because of our love for show notes, right? <laughs> because I uh, I yes. noticed that I noticed that uh, during her presentation, uh, she's asking for questions if there is anything coming in, and then I saw your question that is it okay to use show notes as a uh, uh, an email newsletter yes, and repurpose uh, a newsletter exactly, and I think it's validated by Ariel that show notes has really a great use not only for uh, for your website but also for as a newsletter for your email list because she said that it is really okay to use your show notes as your uh, part of your newsletter so that validates our mission and vision for, for the show notes for the show notes one and then I, I like her stuff. Um, you could follow her on Instagram. Uh, her handle or is Earbuds uh, Podcast Collective. So what they do on her uh, website, it says that this is a, a newsletter for recommending uh, podcast shows. But the difference is it is being curated by different people. So if, like, for example, if I wanted to be a curator, what I just have to do is go to their uh, website and then probably apply as a curator for, um, for their newsletter. So what will happen is every, every Sunday, they will be sending a list, uh, I'm sorry, an email that is inside that email would be the uh, podcast recommendation of the uh, curators. So it was a. It, it was. I am. I thought that newsletter is just for your email list, or I. I didn't realize that this is something that you could monetize because I. I suppose that's already the um, the the model that she wanted to really. Uh, accomplish for starting a newsletter but uh, I like her story because she said that uh, what she did before uh, is she's doing it through gmail she is not really she has not used any email software so all she has to do is do it by gmail and then bcc all the other 
mm-hmm. <laughs> all the other uh, email addresses. So yeah. yeah, the email subscribers. So it's really a, a hard work on her mm-hmm. part. And then um, she also says that I I like it. I I like the part when she said that podcast cultivates an audience. So newsletter is like um, a compliment for that cultivation for your audience. And then she also shared how she 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 does a lot of things um, prior to being the community manager of Squadcast. She also shared that she went to a co-working space and then she pitches her ideas there that they should uh, have a podcast studio. And luckily for her, one of the co-working space uh, took on her suggestion and then started a podcast studio there. And she said that she doesn't have any idea or doesn't have any experience in starting a uh, podcast studio. So she, She's really a hard worker. And uh, on the part of her um, of her presentation, she also s- provides the reasons why you should start a newsletter for your podcast. Uh, first would be same thing as why we so advocate the importance of show notes. Eh? That because people who are listening uh, to podcasts is they are on mobile and they are doing something else. They are either on the gym, on commute, walking, uh, doing their errands, uh, washing clothes or anything that a multitasker would do. So she said that one of the reasons was is because there is nothing to click on it. So we'll be better off if you could start a newsletter for your show. And then she said a couple of uh, suggestions on what kind of uh, email software that you could use. Uh, One, I know some of the the softwares that she mentioned, like MailChimp, Aweber, Active Campaign, and ConvertKit. I I know all of this, but the the one software that I am not really aware of is Substack. And she said that it is much. This is the this is what she recommends if you have um, if you have a plan to monetize your newsletter in the future because it is easy to set up. I don't know if if any of you was listening here and have heard about the software Substack. Can you let us know more about it? Because it's something that she I she suggested and might be worth on checking on. And then there's a lot of questions there, uh, like uh, marketing the podcast and how you could entice people to open the emails. So of course you must have. Uh, very catchy subjects. And then uh, I think that's it. But uh, her last word is why she said that um, she already shared a lot of reasons why you should start a newsletter for your podcast. But uh, at the nearing the end of her sessions, she said that uh, also one reason that I can think of why you shouldn't (laughs) start a newsletter for your podcast is because it's too much work or maybe because your 
your listener will not be up for it. That your listener is just a listener. But who are you to come up with that conclusion that they are just a listener? So that's why she said that you must find out what your listeners want from you. Mm-hmm. So always, always send a survey. So one more reason for you to uh, start a newsletter <laughs> for your podcast. So those are my takeaways from uh, Ariel. It's it, it was such a blast. I, I like her. I like her. So you could follow again. Uh, her Instagram handle is Earbuds Podcast Collective. And then you could also go to their website, uh, earbudspodcastcollective.org. There. Eloy, um, adding to what uh, Ariel just mentioned about newsletter, um, this is this is my takeaway from what Marla Isaac Son said about um, building an email list. Mm-hmm. It is because um, if we are like dependent on the social media for the growth of your podcast, you cannot really. Con- Control what social media will do with their platform. So having or owning your own list or having your um con- having the control over your newsletter will, re- will really give you the liberty and the control to reach your target audience personally. So I I I, I agree with Ariel and also with what Marla just mentioned about building your own email list. Yeah, all the more that one should consider writing the show notes for their podcast because you could repurpose it. (laughs) Okay, so yeah. Um, So not only that we are going to share with you two takeaways from the great speakers uh, from PodFiesta, we are adding a couple of bonus for... (laughs) We love bonus. And of course... Uh, second to Cecilia and I. <laughs> Kai and I, I don't hate us. But I would like to share um, what are my takeaways from RA's uh, presentation. I think uh, she presented the how to start a podcast as an introvert, which is very, very timely, especially if a person is really not into uh, getting their message at the moment or there are a lot of procrastinations or a lot of reasons why not to start a podcast especially if you are it's too it's too hard already that to to start a podcast uh, so much hard if you are also considered as an introvert so i am going to um to share with you guys uh, what RA has to say. I like, in particular, her approach. Uh, she shared, uh, she named her approach uh, when uh, helping people uh, launch a podcast. Uh, she named it as a ROSE approach. And ROSE stands for Record, Optimize, Search, and Earn. So that's a that's very smart. I love RA's uh, acronym for um, for Rose. And then she also shared the cupcake analogy. So this is this is the part where she is already explaining the launch checklist. So 
she said the format, the usual uh, format, what is the, um, the format of your show? You should decide already what kind of format. And then it catches my ears when she said that the intro and your outro should be the toppings to your cupcake because your cupcake is the podcast. So imagine that uh, there are a lot of, um, I don't know with you, Seb, but I've heard a couple of um, people that I, I talked over the phone asking if they is it worth it to record a standard intro or a custom intro or standard outro and a custom outro for their show? Would it be a waste? Can they just keep that part and then just uh, go straight into the episode? Now, I, I got a new answer to that question <laughs> from, thank you so much, RA, for sharing that because she said that consider your podcast as a cupcake. Um, in order, I, the intro and outro would be the toppings that will make or have make your cupcake taste more delicious. Like it's going to be a compliment. It's already a beautiful cupcake, but adding that toppings would make it more delectable on other people's eyes. So I, I like that part. I really like how she was able to connect the cupcake uh, into the podcast. And then... The last one, which I believe is should be uh, printed on a shirt. I got it from RA. Uh, she said that because she's teaching an introvert, uh, an introvert how to uh, do a podcast. So on her presentation, what's included there is also the process and the step by step, uh, the step by step things that they have to do if you are an introvert. So there are uh, things that you have to inhale, you, you know, control your breathing, uh, make sure that um, you inhale and exhale, and then practice recording. And after you practice uh, recording, listen to it. And then if you wanted to enhance more, if you want to re-record, then go ahead. And then she said that oftentimes, we people have to be a disaster before a master. So I, I love how RA said that on, um, on her session. And then also one other thing that I love from RA is how soothing her voice is. I feel like she's my religion teacher from high school. <laughs> Remember we already, like we invited RA on one of our like, FB live on our Facebook group. <laughs> oh, if you if Padlets and Troopers, if you wanted to hear uh, how RA sounds like, you could check out our page, uh, ValuePods, ValuePod Productions, and then you could find the our Facebook lives done with her, and then you would understand why <laughs> I say um, that she sounded like my religion teacher uh, from high school. Her voice is very soothing, and then you could feel. She's very calm and collected. I feel, I wish I sounded like her. 
Because <laughs> I sounded like this. And then when I when I hear her presenting, oh my God, I feel like I'm listening to someone who um who has so much sense. <laughs> Now I got the term. It's composed. So come. Oh my God. RA, you should get us a shirt and then print. You have to be a disaster before a master. I love it. I love it. So, Sadie, you have one more on your bucket? Yeah, I I super appreciate RA's presentation because being an introvert myself, I had to practice before I before I master something. So, um, it's it is a good reminder for me to always do a self audit of the things that I I do, and then I I agree with what. She mentions that you need to be a disaster before you become a master. So, yay! So it's my turn to share my valuable takeaways from Kai's presentation. So, hi Kai, if you're listening, ayan. We are so happy na sama-sama tayong nagpresent ito sa Pod Fiesta. So, here are my key takeaways. So, as podcast specialist, every time I hear Kai Villanueva talk about these two key topics, it's always always have a picture painted on my head on the real situations of podcast clients so kai's topic is mainly about how to grow your podcast show so it's the steps to grow a podcast i super love it when she tell her actual client consultation call scenario so every time kai has this um discovery call or di- consultation call with clients she always deals down on the importance of knowing the listener's avatar or the customer's avatar so of course when we do discovery calls it's always we we ask the clients their goals their aspirations their plans about the podcast who they want to serve and or how they want their podcast show to be the time when we ask them who is their ideal listener who is the client or the listener they want to serve or who is their customer avatar sometimes it takes them a minute or two before they really craft who their target listener is so for me it is very important and as kai expounded on this and she drilled down on this on it is important that you know your listener avatar because if you know their pain points their struggles their aspirations in life um, their demographics who they are um, you are able to present a content fitted to serve them so sometimes as podcasters they create content that they think will resonate their audience but the truth of the matter is they don't so it's more of It's more it will be more valuable if we ask them what they want or what is the help they need before we craft a content for them because it really it would really serve them if we know who they are and another thing that Kai mentioned on her presentation is about pod fading so this is one common problem with podcasters sometimes they start a podcast but eventually out of the blue they just pod fade 
pod fade meaning they just stop publishing content without telling their audience so the podcast just just lost their mojo of creating content and for no reason they stopped so for that i really love the topic that kai um really highlighted it's about knowing your customer avatar who is your ideal listener and as a podcaster we really needed to figure that out even if we wanted to serve many people we cannot talk to everyone so it is smart for a podcaster to really have the idea of who they want to talk to so that the solution that they will offer will really resonate to those audiences this is like ano this is like what Dave Jackson also mentions the importance of getting an audience so for you to be able to grow your podcast and get your audience you really need to be smart on how you create your content So that's my takeaway with Kai Kai's presentation last pod fiesta. Yeah, maybe we can do a wrap up of our like pod fiesta tribute parting words. Parting words. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, well, for me, I don't have enough words to describe how I feel about Miko's effort to mm. come up with this kind of summit. I know that we have We have been talking about our key takeaways from uh, these prominent speakers and uh, shared our own experiences. But uh, the I, I I cannot imagine ha- what kind of tiredness he went through, what kind of challenges he went through, just to come up with this very successful summit. I am so surprised that he was able to pull it off. Yeah. And uh, this is only evident that podcasting here in the Philippines will come a long, long way. And I am very, very excited of what will happen in the near future, two to three years from now. So Miko, again, I Um, we are very grateful and thank you. I pray for you every day because you, I think this is the first one, right? Say, here in, uh, yeah, um, it's, it's an Australia Asia podcast summit. So PodFiesta is like a combination of, um, the Australian region and then the Asia. So since Miko is based in Australia, he was, Because of his passion to really bring bring Asia and Australia together, uh, he came with the theme of uh, this year's theme of Pad Piesta is We Are Better Together. So the event that Miko organized was really well thought of, and he was really after bringing ethnicities, communities, and uh, ano ba? <laughs> uh, like bringing people together. So yeah. Yeah, so thank you so much. Again, thank you very, very much uh, to Miko and the whole PodFiesta team. And if um, we are going to ask him if there is any chance that you can get the recording so uh, you could watch and also share some of your takeaways from the PodFiesta uh, yes. Summit. So yeah, do you want uh, to add anything say, before we end this episode? Um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm I'm just so excited, Eloisa, of the uh, of the years to come with in terms of podcasting, especially in the Philippines, because it is a booming uh, booming market and um, a booming industry actually. And like what uh, like what is what's like like 
the message that we are, we wanted to impart during our presentation on the on the event that um, being a podcast virtual assistant is really something that uh, that is ano ba? being a podcast virtual assistant is something that has a demand right now. So for the past four years that we've been doing the podcast production service Eloisa, um, this event really um, validated those years that we are just like assuming where this industry is going. So <laughs> from day one that we believe and we hold on to the uh, to the industry, um, now I it is validated and, and attested that this industry is really something that can offer big opportunities, not just for the podcasters, but also for the podcast service providers. So um, with that being said, so for those people who are interested to become a podcast virtual assistant or a podcast service provider, we would like to invite you to our uh, Facebook group, the ValuePod Podcast VA School. So just check uh, that out on Facebook. So we would like to be of support to you guys. So join our Facebook groups. And then uh, let's let's win podcasting journey together. Yeah. Uh, yay. Uh, thank you so much, Ase. And thank you so much again, uh, Podlets and Troopers. We are going to see you on our next episode. Goodbye. If you are now ready to kickstart your podcast production career, I invite you to download our free podcast production service guide, our ValuePod Skills Kit for you to be able to identify the skills you need to have to be able to start offering your podcast production service. Just go to bit.ly forward slash ValuePod Skills Kit. Again, it's bit.ly forward slash ValuePod Skills Kit.